When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello guys, you're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode on Narcon. Today I would like to go over a topic that I have made a video on before, but I'd like to go into more depth about it because it's a great, again, diagnostic tool to know if you know, you were with a narcissist or someone that was high on the, the narcissistic scale. Um, there's a lot of ways you can have a fair idea if you were with a narcissist or not. And in a lot of the videos I've done in the past there, I'll say if, if, if you recognize this sign in your ex or a family member or friend, that it's highly likely that they may have the narcissistic personality disorder. And again, if you need to check that. And for some of us, for all of us probably, it's really important to know what we were dealing with. And it it gives you the closure that a narcissist will deny you. So if you can accurately or fairly accurately come to the conclusion that you were with a narcissist, it does help you. In fact, it's crucial in my opinion, to know so that you can know which way to move forward in your healing journey. It kind of makes sense of your experience and helps you look inwardly at anything that you need or would like to to heal within yourself after the experience. So what I'd like to look at today, guys, is narcissistic rage. And this is kind of a common denominator with a lot of us, I believe, unless the narcissist has left you, um, I would say if they haven't, if you haven't experienced the narcissistic rage, then the narcissist hasn't finished with you immediately, if you know what I mean. They're still, they're shelving you for the moment, but they're going to come back quite quickly. If they haven't exposed that side of themselves to you, the discard that you're probably experiencing is a, a punishing discard or bringing you under control type of discard, and they're going to be heading back to you in the near future. That's just my opinion. And obviously there will be some differences in that, guys. But in general, you narcissists are highly predictable, very boring um, type of creatures, in my opinion. They follow the same patterns and that's why 
you know, if you want to get a question answered in relation to your ex-narcissist or your ex-relationship, it's really a good idea even to have one coaching session with someone who understands narcissism because the answers are usually quite easy to come by once you fully understand the disorder and have good insight into the personality disorder itself from all aspects, spiritual, um, emotional, psychological, in every aspect. Okay, so narcissistic rage. Narcissistic rage isn't anything like you would experience from a healthy, normal person. People lose their tempers in arguments and they either maybe will, I don't know, you know, the argument will be over. They may sulk for a while or they may come back and apologize. But it would be a two sided kind of um, interaction and anger may ensue with both people. With the narcissist, these rages come on sometimes out of nowhere or sometimes like out of something that you couldn't possibly predict, which is also a manipulation tool so that the target, the narcissist target, can never feel at peace, is always on edge. There's always that stress, adrenaline uh, hormone going through your body because you're always waiting for the next disturbance of the peace and you can't predict it no matter how hard you try. For instance, you could be buttering the narcissist's toast and they'll suddenly say, you're buttering my toast, you know, this isn't the way you butter my toast. You always do this and I've told you before so many times, you just don't care about me, etc, etc. Anything can trigger them and it it's actually nothing to do with how you're buttering the toast. It can be an accumulation of what, of the control they've had to have in a situation that they knew they had to control themselves in, but they didn't want to. But they knew that if they let go at that stage, that they'd blow their agenda with whoever they were dealing with. So sometimes when narcissists come home from work, they can take it out on the person that they're living with. Now, in other instances, um, just looking at their rage, let's just describe what the rage is like first, and then I will go into the reasons that the narcissists rage. This rage, as I said before, will generally come out of the blue, come out of nowhere. It may come on the back of an argument that you'd had 10 minutes ago. It may come over something that they trigger you on and build you up, you know, so that you kind of have a go at them, which is more unusual. But narcissistic rage is a very frightening thing. It's very, the person seems very volatile. They'll often stand over you. They'll often gesticulate wildly. Um, they may be a norm normally come across as a calm, mild person, and suddenly this demonic rage comes over them. That's the only way I can describe it. And we have described before, and multiple people that have experienced this type of rage describe the eyes as going black and the facial features as being unrecognizable. So it is as if something 
takes the body over without wanting to frighten anyone. And the verosity and and the disgusting things that come out of their mouth are horrendous. You, you do feel cowered down by it because the force of it is phenomenal. It's not like an argument in that usually the narcissist will be raging directly at you, the target, and it will be a series of criticisms of you, of your whole person, of your whole reason for being. It, it will be a series of insults. I remember when it first happened to me, I think I counted eight insults. What kept me calm and what kept me within my own peace and space, I think, was listening to this vitriol coming towards me. And what I did to keep calm was I started to count the insults. I don't know why. I don't know why my mind worked like this, but this is what 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 this is what I experienced. I remember thinking he's that's the fifth insult. He's just lambasted at me. And I stayed very quiet and I said, mm, OK. And then it got to about the eighth one. And I don't know how long it went on, but it blew out after a while. And my response to it was, well, you've just insulted me eight times. And I actually don't understand what you're so annoyed about and what, you know, what has gotten you into this state. Now, the narcissist may just, it may just, it's it's like, again, I don't want to frighten you, but it's like this thing leaves them. Once they've gotten it all out, then they come back into themselves and then they'll talk to you like normal or they'll, they're kind of like, nothing actually happened. It's such a weird and awful experience. They'll kind of go, maybe, maybe kind of nod to you and go, mm, okay, or give you a short answer and then they may just leave the room or just get on with what they're doing. And you kind of go, did that just happen? Did did that just happen? And then it's kind of like a gaslighting end to the rage because you know it happened and you know it was out of this world, nutty stuff. I remember thinking as well, the first time I experienced it, oh God, this person is definitely a nutter. Like there's, they're, they're a nutter. There's definitely something really, really wrong here. But then after you've experienced it and because they go on like as if nothing has happened, you kind of take a bit of time, you process it, you put it to the back of your mind and you do what you've done before with the red flags. You kind of try and justify it, but you it's something you kind of can't get over you kind of go i have i i have to if i stay in this relationship i have to accept that this person has a mental problem of some sort but again if you're at if you're at a kind of an experienced stage of life let's say let's not call it middle aged or old age but if you've had experience of life you kind of think, well, no one is perfect. This is our justification. The empathic justification is what I'll call it. No one is perfect. You know, we have great times. Um, I'm sure that they love me. And the other red flags kind of come looming in at you and you're kind of, 
if there's two sides to you and you kind of say, Paula, look at what happened before. Add all this up. This is not right. And then the other side says, well, you're so invested here. You've got great plans for the future. You know, you see good in this person. And remember, the good you're seeing is a movie, is a, is a hologram, is a program that they're running for you to keep you hooked. The other thing is they don't often rage until you're very well hooked because they have to be secure in themselves that you have been abused enough to stay. And that's a terrible thing to say. Now, this isn't at the front of their cortex like this isn't what they're thinking. You know, well, I'm going to rage now because I've abused that person enough for them to stay. It's instinctive in them. They instinctively know that they have you hooked and you may have gone through a mini discard or a few different testers so that they know how how far you're in and how far you're committed to the relationship working and to them. You know, guys, you may you may experience rage on a regular basis if you are in a long term relationship with a narcissist. And I'd call that anything over three or four years. They may only give you the rages at different, you know, very sporadically so that you so that the alarm bells ring, but don't continually ring with you, that you do the empathic justification and stay with them. So let's get into why they do it. Why do narcissists have narcissistic rages? I obviously don't have all the answers, but I can give you a few in relation to my experience, what I experience with coaching clients and what I've experienced myself and what I've experienced from research. If you imagine this individual going into a relationship, but being fake. So just imagine yourself, say, having to, you're a spy maybe, and having to put on a, a, um, a fake personality and pretend that you're invested in something. Supposing you're, you're, you're a spy and you're to have a relationship with um, an important member of the government for whatever purpose. So you have to get them to believe that you're genuine. So imagine the pressure of always, you know, for months and months and months, having to work on this person, you know, praise them, um, may, you know, get them to trust you, let them think that you have mutual interests, that you're made for each other, um, dress in a way that you think that they would like. Uh, really work hard when it's not the natural and normal thing. Be, you know, of service to them when that's totally unnatural to you because you feel entitled to everybody scurrying around after you and doing all your, you know, jobs for you. So you're basically you're basically being a, a totally different person to your real self, to your natural instincts. The pressure, that's like acting in a movie for six months nonstop. The pressure of that, the resentment that a narcissistic person would feel at having to do this to get fed. This is like having to do slave labor to get your food. So that they're having to do this to get themselves, get the fuel that they need, because that's the way they've decided to live their lives. Now, no one has made them decide to live their lives like this. This is a choice they made. This is a choice they made to rip people off. But 
they have to put the work in in order to get the gain. And they resent doing this because, remember, the narcissistic personality disorder believes that they're godlike and they're, that they're entitled to everything. So if they have to put the work in to get what they want, by God, they're annoyed about that. So eventually it comes to an explosion point and you will get you will get their resentment of you and who you think you are and you actually think that you are worthy of them and that you deserve them and this is the time the, the truth of how they feel about you comes out and believe it because this is how they feel about you no matter how much they cover it up afterwards or before this is the truth coming out that's hidden deep inside and you think then, you kind of say, well, why, Paula, you know, if, if this is the truth and they don't want me to know the truth, why are they letting it all out? They actually can't help themselves. They just lose control. It's built up within them. However, like everything else, it's another manipulation. Although this may not be a planned manipulation, it works to keep you on tender hooks, to put you down. It's part of the devaluation process. It makes them feel superior. These are the reasons that they do it. It makes them feel superior. It's the grandiose part of themselves coming out. This is what they believe of themselves. So they feel entitled to tell you who you are. And remember, guys, never let anybody tell you who you are. Even if they're telling, they're telling you you're amazing and fantastic, you know, and it's kind of... It's not from a natural point of view. It's from a manipulative point of view. Just know who you are yourself and try not to let people who come and tell you who you are influence your your self-esteem or your, you know, your your ego. Don't don't let that in. Try and try and observe it without letting it in. Anyway, that's an aside. But these narcissists believe that they're entitled to tell you who you are and who you should be. And the manipulation of rage is a very good vehicle to convey these things to you in a very intense, violent way that remains with you. It's not something, you know, there's, there's two, the devaluation works and um, can work in a passive aggressive, gradual drip, drip, drip way. But this intensity all about you coming straight at you in a scary, violent way leaves an imprint in your mind of who you are. If you want to accept this creature's opinion of you from a very this is coming from a very angry, resentful, envious child in relation to emotional intelligence. It's coming from a great, great sense of resentment, immaturity, need to control. And in another way, tell me if you felt this, this because I picked up on this. It's like they're having an argument that plays over and over and over again. It's like they're the hamster on the wheel. And it's like they're div 
it's like that they're separate from reality, that when they go into this rage, they're not actually there. It's like they're in the past having the same argument or same battle for control that they've had with a parental figure. And I believe when they rage like this, they're raging at the parent and who was maybe abusing them or whoever whoever had control over them that they resented and that they you know helped them um develop the narcissistic personality disorder but it wasn't a, a given conclusion that they had to become a narcissist people that have been badly abused in other situations often become empaths it's a choice they made but i believe that they never resolved that conflict that they had as a child and the narcissistic rage um, episode is their kind of, their repeated attempt to have control over that primary caregiver initially or whoever they felt they didn't have control over when they were younger. And I think that is their aim in life is to resolve that conflict and that's the way they've decided to resolve it, to take control over other people and put other people down. Guys, I'd love to hear your experiences of the awful narcissistic rage. Um, it's, it's, it's very debilitating when you're in the relationship. It leaves an imprint in your mind, a post-relationship that needs to be worked on in relation to thoughts you get about yourself, your self-esteem has to be rebuilt and that memory needs to be looked at for what it was, a load of rubbish, an absolute load of rubbish from a total nutter. That's the only thing I can call them and that's even too mild. But remember, it wasn't about you. It's about the narcissist's inner conflict um, looking to impose their control over other people looking to feel superior um, having you frightened of them is a big plus to their ego. They enjoy that. That makes them feel more than. And it's a diabolical way to live your life. If you have memories of an individual pontificating their opinion about who you are, throw it in the thrash bin because that's where it belongs. Remember this person is not mentally ordered. This person is not healthy. This person's opinion of anyone has to be considered toxic, wrong and irrelevant. I hope you enjoy that, guys. Listen, anyone that's interested in coaching, I still have people saying, how can they contact me? Um, I always leave my email. If you touch on the description um, when you're looking at the video, the my email uh, address is left down in the description for coaching inquiries. Take great care of yourselves, guys. I'll see you again shortly from me and Remy in the background. Bye bye for now. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.